Hi, I'm Denise with Refresh Her, and I'm so glad that you have joined us for the broadcast today. If you are married or even preparing to be married, I hope that today's broadcast will just be an encouragement to you in your role as a wife. We are going to be starting a series today that will last for three broadcasts, and this series is entitled, A Crown or a Cancer. You know, God's Word gives us encouragement about every area of our lives, and that includes marriage. And He gives us so much wisdom about how you and I as wives are to respond to the man that He's given to us to share our life with. Some time ago, I remember hearing a story on the news about a girl who had become the homecoming queen, and her story caught the attention of some reporters. It seems that there was a girl in Texas who had Down syndrome, and she had just been crowned the queen at homecoming at her high school, and it showed a videotape of her walking down the field as we think about and dur- during the halftime of this football game and she was walking on her fa- with her father at her side and she walked down front and I mean the crowd was cheering and crying for her they were so excited that this honor had been bestowed to this gal and they came and put the crown on her head and she said to the reporters I am never going to take this off never ever And I guess it was reported that even after that night, she was indeed sleeping with that crown on. You know, there's something special about a crown and even being crowned as this gal was because it comes with some kind of honor. In the scriptures, we read from the book of Proverbs about the distinguishing blessing of a man that has a wife who is the crown that he wears. Proverbs 12, verse 4 says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that makes ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. So it's from this verse that I've gotten the title for this series, A Crown or a Cancer, because the truth is you and I as wives choose which we will be in our marriage. So, first of all, we just need to ask ourselves the question, well, what does a crown do? If I'm a crown to my husband, what does a crown do? And that's what we're going to be taking the next three broadcasts to talk about. First of all, I want us to think about the fact that a crown gives honor to the person that is wearing it. Just as this homecoming queen was receiving the honor of being the queen, we are giving honor to our husbands by being a virtuous woman. Ephesians 5:31 says, "Let the wife see that she respect her husband." Now just to respect him means to value him highly. You know, as wives, you and I have the desire and the need to be loved. And in verse 25, God addresses that need because he says, "Husband, love your wives." even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And we all say, amen. But our husbands have a need, and that is to be respected, to be honored. 
This is a very deep need in their lives. And so God addresses it here in this passage. So for a few minutes, let's just talk about how you and I can give honor to our husband, how we can really be the crown to him by giving him this kind of honor. We can do it by honoring him with our speech. Now, when we use our words, we should be agreeable in our responses. Isn't it easy when you're listening to your husband and he's telling details about something to have an answer ready to say, no, that's not right. He says, it was three years ago that we went to the beach. And you say, no, it wasn't three years ago. It was four years ago. That's not being agreeable in our responses. And it's also not honoring our husband. Just be agreeable. It really doesn't matter how many years ago, really. Even when he uses his knowledge to share something or if he's making a statement about something, rather than questioning him or challenging him about what he's saying, let's just be agreeable. For instance, we may say, you know, honey, I need you to help me with disciplining of our children. I feel like I'm the one who's always doing the disciplining. Could you please help me? And he says, I'm sorry. I I really will step up and I will do that. So something happens in your home. A child steps out of the way and needs to be corrected And so he steps up to that responsibility and begins to deal with the child. But as the wife, we're standing off to the sidelines, and we don't like the way he's dealing with the child. And so rather than being agreeable, we step in. And you know what we've just done is we have dishonored him with our speech. So be agreeable with your response. We can also honor him in our speech by being affirming of our support using our words to tell him that we know he is able to do whatever it is that God has put in front of him. My husband has told me over and over again, he said, I can take on the world if I know that I have your support behind me. They need that. They need to know that we are their biggest cheerleader. Proverbs seven twenty one. the adulterous woman uses her speech to ensnare a man. The verse says, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Now, flattery is just really a counterfeit for affirmation. She's using some cheap form of affirmation. And every man needs that kind of support. If you and I are not giving our husbands the support with our words and backing him up and saying, I'm here for you. I know you can do what God's called you to do, and I'm here to encourage you. We need to remember that there are plenty of other women that will be happy to step into that place and give our husband the affirmation that he is looking for. So you and I need to be the one stepping up to tell him how great he is. So be affirming with your support. And then we can also be asking God for intervention. You know, there are times that we may think to ourselves, if I don't remind him to do this task or to stop and do this job or uh, remember to bring something with him, he's going to forget. And so we use our words and we say, Again, will you please do this? Don't forget this. 
don't ever do this, stop doing that. And you know, we know what that's called, right? (laughs) It's nagging. But rather than being a nagger with our words, we need to let the Lord intervene in our husband's life. So ask God to intervene. Ask him, Lord, would you remind my husband that he needs to do this? Will you help him to remember to bring such and so? So just pray about it. Ask God for intervention rather than saying it again. Because, you know, our husbands want us to be their wife, not their mother. So our words can be used to honor our husband, but also our actions can honor them. I think just by building him up in public. I've heard women say, you know, that men have such a big ego and they feel it their responsibility to kind of take them down a notch or two. But really, a man's ego is a very delicate thing. When we're out to dinner with maybe another couple and he's eating and he's doing something that is irritating to us, choose to overlook it. Don't speak about it in public. If it's something that is a a habit that he needs to address and you really feel like you need to tell him after you've prayed about that, remember our last point, then you could talk to him. But don't say it in front of other people. It's really humiliating for a man to be disrespected in public, and especially if he's with other men, because he knows that that man knows that he is disrespected by his wife, and they feel sorry for him. She that makes ashamed is like a cancer in his bones. In other words, a woman that would belittle her husband in public is making him suffer as though he has a cancer there. She's a constant grief to his mind and just like a a strong pressure against his spirit. I read a long time ago a story of a man who was in his home on his deathbed and he could smell his wife baking a cherry cobbler and he asked his daughter, he said, Honey, would you please get me some of that cobbler that your mom is making? She went to the kitchen, and she came back empty-handed. And he looked at her questioningly, and she said, Mom said you can't have any. She's making that for your funeral dinner. You and I might grimace and groan when we hear an illustration like that. But do we do that very kind of thing by tearing our husband down in public? But what about in private? When we're with another friend, are we telling our friend all the woes of our marriage, of all the negative things about our husband that should never come from our lips? We need to honor him, and in so doing, we are also honoring the Lord. Tell other people how good he is at his strong points. Think of those things and brag on him. I'll never forget once being in a testimony service at church and a wife stood up and she was telling the people there in that service what a godly man she'd married and how thankful she was for him. That man was seated beside her and he gave a big two thumbs up to the crowd. You could see that it just was a blessing to him to hear his wife bragging on him. But then also build him up at home. You know, when a person is wearing a crown, it designates that they are the ruler. The queen, when she has the crown on you, knows she's in charge. Us, 
being the crown to our husband is designating the fact that he is the leader and we come underneath his authority. When a doctor is going to examine somebody and questions whether they might have cancer in their bones, he's going to ask them a series of questions like, is there pain? How about you and I? Are our words causing pain to our husband? Proverbs 15.4 says, A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. Is there redness, the doctor might ask? How about irritation? Are your words gentle or do they prod and irritate? The doctor may ask if there is a fracture. Have your Has your relationship been severed because of a lack of honor? Or is your husband stronger because of your input in his life? The doctor may ask, have you lost sleep or have you lost your appetite? Are our words to our husband and our actions causing him to be able to rest and increasing his appetite or is it hindered because of it? Is there fever? Are our words hot? Or are they gentle and loving? Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Are you and I showing honor to our husband with, with our speech and our actions? Are we being a crown rather than a cancer? Well, the next time that we get together on the Refresher broadcast, we're going to talk about being an adornment to our husband's life as we continue this discussion And I would invite you to my blog at RefreshHer.com for more encouragement about your marriage, about your role as a wife, about good date night ideas, and how to have a marriage that truly honors God. You can go to my blog at RefreshHer.com and get more encouragement and refreshment for your life. Thank you for listening today.